Welcome back to the Think Education podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Hill. I'm joined as ever and always by Judith Lammy. Um, today, Judith, I thought we um, we could have a, a conversation kind of following up on what we've been talking about the last couple, um, which have been very trip based, um, which have been, I think, I mean, I found them really interesting because I, obviously I didn't know particularly what happened on, an, on a high level uh, delegation. Um, um, I probably could have guessed the number of coffee breaks, but, uh, you know, there's bits and pieces of that that I was uh, very unfamiliar <laughs> with. Um, and then and the Bulgaria episode uh, that went up um, last week was was fascinating because, I mean, as I wrote in the comments, I knew shamefully little uh, about T&E in, in Bulgaria. Um, and seemingly there were a lot of people that were very interested in that in that topic uh, as well. Um, and... What I'd, I was wondering, because I'd like to pick your brains on this um, from your experience, um, and also, I think, give a nod to the fact that this sort of topic was prompted by uh, a couple of posts um, I read recently, one, and both of which are by, by former podcast guests um, and hopefully friends of the show. Um, one's by Cheryl Yu that was looking at the power politics of English in global higher education, and particularly, I was looking at the comments of that that were talking about, you know, how we as a community can leverage change and, and how we can actually, you know, create action that is meaningful. And that sort of got me thinking about um, some of the comments you'd made um, about the students in Bulgaria and, and uh, the relevance of, of not just an MOU from a piece of paper, but actually something that prompts something or, you know, whatever that something um, ends up yeah. being. And then the other one was a, was a post... Um, uh, by by Vicky Lewis that I think she wrote in um, collaboration with Shrin Miles from the IC Cafe, obviously somebody that we know, we both know very well, which I thought was really interesting because they'd both been to EIAE recently. Um, and this sort of blog post was, how do you capitalize on the energy of a conference? And how do you think about the themes? And how do you sort of maybe convert that into something? And, you know, in, in pretty recent podcasts, you've you've given some really interesting insight into what happens when you're away um, and obviously how you balance being away and, and not being home at the same time because that's a that's kind of a skill mm. I'm just really interested in your thoughts on um, not if this is possible but how how do you sort of navigate that landscape because particularly at your level these aren't one a year these are multiple spikes you know over well, I mean, a month probably in some cases, or certainly a, a term. So, how does how does that how do you navigate that? I mean, yeah, I'm just interested to see what you what you think about this. It's it's a really good question, Chris. You know, because um, and, and and if I may, I would like to transport us back many many years to a land far far away when I was young, and and there was a lot of snow around that kind of thing. Uh, there is a there is a there's a reason behind this, okay. as there always is in all of these little trips in in our on our podcast. I don't think I'm just feeling a bit nostalgic, but um, but it reminded me a little bit though of when I I first um, went to university and and then and was studying English and education at Warwick, um, and it reminded me of some of the discussions I had then uh, with trainee teachers and experienced teachers about what we used used to call then in service training mm -hmm. for teachers like initial teacher training and and but you can't call it that now it's something different now but anyway professional development now yeah. anyway cpt 
And we would, um, and, and I re- vividly remember a conversation I had with um, someone, somebody one one day um, in Warwick about this, and a, and a, a teacher had just been on, just come back from a a, a program, a program where you know she'd gone, she'd uh, had this experience of different ways of teaching, the different things she wanted to do, and she was really fired mm. up, and she got back into the school. And I won't name the teacher or the school, not, well, mind you, it's been so long, so who knows what's happened to, to, to the school by now, but anyway. Um, and, of course, everybody else had stayed in the same place, and she had been. Yep. And then she got back, all fired up, to sort of do different things. And um, and, and not, I didn't mean, and this is going to, going to sound negative, and it's not meant to, I suppose it's just how one navigates something like this, you know, in a positive way. But but it wasn't so much met with resistance as, as more of a, a wall of apathy, mm. you see what I mean? You know, because other people hadn't had that experience. They hadn't done that. They hadn't seen, you know, and it's not that they weren't interested, but, you know, they, they just weren't in the same place as, as she was. And it really made me think about it at that time because I did think, you know, often, you know, whether you know, whether you're going on a training programme if you're a teacher or whether you're going to, on a conference or whether you're going on a delegation or whatever you're doing, you know, you're doing it there and then and you've got that enthusiasm, you've got that knowledge. But how, therefore, do you, when you come back to any other situation, help affect the change that or the action yeah. that you've all decided you want to affect but... At, at the same time, things have stayed the same where you where you are. Yeah. So it's not really in, in true think education podcast style. It's not entirely answering the question at this stage, but it but it did make me think of that because it is as you say, and it was really it's looking at now fascinating reading Vicky's um, Vicky's post there, and it you know it'd been about you know actions and not words and how do we do things and how do we move things forward and how do we do do that so it's positive for everybody in the experience be it be it the in our case the universities yep. in the UK and or overseas or the or the students and how do you do that when everything else that you've just left and then you've gone back to is, is, is sort of roughly stayed the same and that's i think always going to be a bit of a challenge yeah. you know how do we make that how do we make that happen um i suppose the difference though or not the difference but the situation that we we're getting now is as you say though that that focus very much on on action on on doing things on what can we say in six months time because it's higher education, so you can't mm. say a week's time. Yeah, yeah, sure. Everything will be exactly the same. Some people will be wearing the same socks, you know. Things mm-hmm. will be the same. Um, but, you know, what can we say in six months' time has happened, has been achieved, um, That and and just getting something signed on a piece of paper doesn't doesn't yeah. count, you know. Um, and and I think there's a, there's a real eagerness and urgency for that to happen, particularly you know, from our student population and from potential... Yes partners wherever they are but making that happen or helping that happen guiding that happen you know that in that i i think is is always going to be a bit of a challenge yeah i mean i'm i'm wondering obviously there's the there's you know you bring up the students again and i think there's a disconnect between you know the the sort of immediacy 
perhaps of the student body who, you know, as as they should be, right? It's my degree is short. My career is stuck. Like I want things, I need things, you know, things should be happening now. And say so maybe the more longer term academic position. I mean, we had this conversation a few, you know, episodes ago where we were talking about the impact that, that meetings have or the connections that we have that we can't necessarily pinpoint exactly that that meeting impacted my research or my ideas, but we can't say that it didn't. And I have, you know, from previous conferences I've attended, I've got, you know, notes made in, you know, on the computer, on the iPad or something, like ideas that came up, oh, that would be a good article and that would be good. I think 10 years have gone by and I'm still thinking about it. Like I haven't said I'm not going to do it. I just blatantly haven't done anything about it, but it's still a hypothetical idea. And I think as an academic, I'm kind of okay with that. Right, you know, in terms of the longer term research, you know, not the ones that obviously require funding and are more immediate, but I think maybe there's a, a greater comfort with the, well, not we don't rush things too much, and you know, let's let's talk this through, and you know, let's let's debate it, and let's argue it, and and then let's do it again next week, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, <laughs> and so you know, there there is that interesting thing where. You, you go to a conference and you, you get ideas and, or you go to a meeting and something sparks and you think, oh, that would be really good. And then you go back home and obviously your day job is, hasn't stopped. So you've probably got a bit of the yeah. day job that you missed while you were away to catch up on. And then you've got tomorrow's thing coming tomorrow. And, you know, and then it's sort of, you know, yeah, as you say, carving, carving out that, that time. And yet you'd figure if an institution is prepared to invest the money and the time and the resources to send staff to training or conferences or meetings. If there's no expectation of a return on that in terms of an impact, then other than, say, visibility of the person traveling, what, what's the inherent benefit to the institution? I mean, to the yeah. individual, potentially a tremendous amount. You know, it's kind of a, a weird, you know, what do you have to show for it? Well, I went to seven places. Okay, well, what came of it? And... I mean, I don't know if that's about carving time out. I don't know if that if it's a particular department that needs to. I'm not not really sure where this where this sits. I think there's there's because there, I suppose there are different ways in which as well, depending on what it is, you need to affect that change or that action. Let's say when you get back to a university, isn't there? So it might be that you, oh gosh, in its most simplistic, you might have gone. You know, you've met people from another university. Um, they would like to send students to you, you would like to send students to them, or you might do virtual student mobility, or you might do both, you know, so you've got something that needs to get done. Yeah. Um, so there's that side of it, and and I guess there's there's usually a route through which we do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes that, that route is swifter than <laughs> others sometimes it's the or the german autobahn and sometimes it's going down to the south of england or trying to drive to penzance when it's windy and rainy and mm. you just wonder if you're ever going to get there um and i, and I suppose it's, it's uh, there's an element of those sort of practical things that you need to to get done and, and and i suppose how how can we sometimes make those a little bit swifter that we're still making sure we're doing things um, with in mind all areas of full compliance, full assurance, so there's yeah. health and safety, all of those sorts of things, you know, that might be involved. Um, but that where we're actually putting it into effect before the students that year graduate, you know, it might be something that you do need to do yeah. in, a, in a fixed period of time. 
and and that I think is you know is probably something else to try and reflect on it probably reflects back onto the whole nature of of all that the, the whole focus of what we talked about in our last book in terms of the evolution of universities the nature of universities and what they're for yeah. how they operate yeah yeah how the operation might have changed particularly post you know health pandemic and i think because some of us have changed you know uh, because of that in our attitudes I, i mean personally i do find now when i when i do go overseas when i do go somewhere I do appreciate it more, but I probably therefore then do want something to happen more mm. just because we've taken that precious amount of time, not only for ourselves, actually, but more for the planet. We've got on planes, we've gone to places and, and we want to make it count because mm. on a lots of different levels, otherwise that, that isn't, you know, an ideal situation. And, and I suppose if we, how, how we can therefore help that happen and affect when we get back to our institutions you know is a uh, is something we really need to think of um one thing though that it therefore did occur to me when you were when you were um talking then um particularly in e-space and i'd be interested in in hearing your views on this is that i guess when we're at universities as well and we're looking at different tne opportunities so are we looking at partnership development? Are we looking at franchises? Are we looking at research opportunities? Are we looking at student exchanges? Um, and where are we going to go and who are we going to talk to? And, and so we might have a, a view and a list of priorities about the kind of things that we want to do and where we've maybe buddied ourselves up and matched with people who have got similar values and similar thoughts and ambitions. But also, I suppose, deep down as well, we know that all of these won't work out. Yeah. For one reason and another, yeah, yeah. not not because people are maliciously trying not to make things work out, but just sometimes they won't. Sometimes it won't won't work for your institution, for the partner institution, for whatever. Yeah. So you almost go into any TNE opportunity expecting at least one in mm -hmm. three or four of them not to work out. Yeah. Therefore, you can't just do one or two, because they might be the one or two that don't work out and you've done nothing. Yeah. So I guess that therefore you, 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 and if you're not, if you're not careful on the, on the one hand, if you, you're too focused, you might not achieve anything because for whatever reason that might not work out. Uh, on the other hand, you might, you might be so successful and they all go so swimmingly well that they're all working out and then you don't have the capacity to drive them. Yeah. And that's something that does occur to me with the, the whole TNE space you know is that you you go in go into it knowing that some of them for whatever reason yeah yeah aren't going to work yeah i think no i think that's a great point um and i was thinking also that you know a lot of institutions that i've i've spoken with and you know colleagues i've spoken to you know around the world that a lot of the difficulty in team and partnerships development is the sort of lack of of infrastructure in the sense that it's often driven by, you know, an individual, it's often maybe ad hoc, it starts at a conference, and then maybe the mechanisms aren't there. And so it takes quite a lot of energy, often for not a massive return. Uh, and, and so there's also that sort of attrition aspect, right, where you think, I need to try as many as I can, or be open to as many as I can, just because of, you know, the yeah. law of, of averages. But at the same time, you know, the back of your mind is like, well, what is going to be the, the level of success um, in the short to, to long term? Um, 
I, I wonder also though if because we've talked about this in a, in a few in a few of our our conversations about the the sort of the changing power dynamics within T and E partnerships, um, and so I, I wonder if you know, however many we call a few years ago, you know, a decade certainly, you know, it was more of a I don't like to use the word more of a seller's market, you know, in the sense that if you were going from an established sender, you know, you were being sort of courted and fettered by you know people that you know wanted you in, and and now it's more of a case of mm-hmm. well, who are you? What have you got? Yeah, no, that doesn't really match with what I need. And so potentially the chances of success are greater because the, the matching process is, is, you know, has a more of a sustainable approach in the sense that you're, yeah. you're coming into it going, who are you? Who are we? What do we want? And what can we give? And okay. And now really action should be a, not a guarantee, but there should be a greater chance of it, right? Because it's not, um, it's not a sort of, well, let's all be buddies together. It's let's produce something yeah. together, right? And, and therefore maybe the mechanism maybe is is in place perhaps i think maybe as well therefore sort of on that note it it might mean that the the initial stages accelerate a little bit more quickly Mm. so that you can be clearer earlier on what the likelihood is of any success so whereas previously you might have spent a significant about a time toing and froing and having discussions and as we would have probably in the past certainly 10 or 20 years ago going to places yeah, multiple times yeah. to all of a sudden realize you know a year and a half later that simply nothing has happened and nothing's really going to happen there's like a five percent chance and i and i wonder as well whether that is also something that technology has, mm. has, has helped us with because it does mean that we can you know, as I mentioned in, with the Bulgaria post and, and also with the trip to, to China, you know, you can't uh, underestimate the power of, of meeting in person with people you haven't met before, seeing somewhere. It really is very powerful and it does help accelerate things. But it does, though, mean when you get back that you can Zoom mm-hmm. or Teams or yeah. collaborate or whatever platform you're using. And, and, it, and you don't have to be going backwards and forwards. And maybe that does help. So maybe it means that you know, you can get to a stage where it looks as though, okay, something might work, let's carry on. Or you can, you, and maybe we're also being a bit more open with each other and saying, look, this isn't really going anywhere, is it? And it's not that I don't like you. <laughs> and it's not that you've not got a great place. But shall we just, you know, let's keep in contact. If we see each other in conferences or things like that, yeah. then that's great. But, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. And maybe we're therefore able to say no everybody in the, the partnerships more quickly than we might have done previously. And we don't mind doing that. We're a bit more open about doing it and honest about doing it as well. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's probably right. Um, certainly that, that on-ramp of exploratory conversations, visits, you know, feeling out, getting to know, you know, if that, if that can be to an extent circumvented, then yes, it doesn't guarantee activity, but at least you're, you're, as you say, much more transparent and much more open saying, well, we need X. Do you have X? Yes. Okay. What do you need? Why? Uh, yeah. Let's see what we can. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly seems, um, and, and then to an extent, the, the risk has been reduced, right? Because I mean, not, not obviously not eliminated, but it's, it's, you know, we are like-minded partners with, with a clear set of aims or, you know, potential outcomes. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested. Cause... So, sorry, go on. Yeah, please. 
no so then then i i I think as well it's also about managing expectations all round, isn't it i mean it, it it um it reminds me of a situation I had quite a number of years ago now, so certainly not in the institution I'm in now or my previous one. Um, but uh, that institution hadn't particularly had any engagement with, well, it was China, actually, it was China. You know. So we'd had an opportunity to go on, um, on a delegation, on a, on a conference, and then go and meet some, uh, meet British Council there, meet others there. So I went and I did this and I went with some colleagues as well. And it was a really positive trip. I remember that. I remember coming back to the institution and I remember going in to talk to my fellow executive members and, and, and one of them turned around and said, so how many extra students have we got coming now then? Yeah. And I said, well, we've only just been once. They don't even, they don't even know where we are, let alone who we are yet. So none, but they but some people now know a little bit about us and maybe it'll help shape our mm-hmm. plan for the future, you know. But there was also that, and, and I still think sometimes there is that um, that lack of awareness in institutions of the length of time it might take to do something that actually is a bit meaningful. And I, I always try and equate it for people with, with things that they might understand personally because I think, as, you know, most people have got partners of some Form. Mm-hmm. So usually I'll say to them, so you've got a partner. When you first met your partner that first time, did did you get married that night? Did you move in that night? Did you and did we did it? now occasionally somebody might say yes, but goodness me, I would <laughs> think that's not usually likely. Yeah. You know. I, I said no, it's relationships and partnerships take time to develop. Um you, and going back to what we just said, sometimes you can accelerate some things if you know that there's a spark and things are working. And other times when you meet and you're like, seriously, what am I doing here? Getting me out of this room now. You know, this isn't going to work. We can tell that. So you can do that a bit more quickly. Mm. Um, but it is about that. And I think it's managing that kind of expectation as well. Yeah. So there's an element of us, us doing that. And that links into, I know, conversations we have had in the past about you know, how do you develop these partnerships? How long do they take? What do you need to do for them? So I think that that also is has to be into the mix when we are talking about, you know, actions and, and how do we take things forward. But I suppose as well then, you know, it is about how we might map out what that would look like. So what what are we going to achieve by the end of the first month? What are we yeah. going to achieve by the end of the yeah. second month? It's really basic, simple stuff. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, though, you're six or eight months down the line. People are still looking at an MOU that you might have drafted that, yeah, and, yeah. and are still arguing about this word there and that word there. In the meantime, time is passing. Yeah. And if you're not careful, it just it just all disappears because of all of those other priorities that are yeah. that are taking place. It's it's strange though that that absent context right the the comment you were making about the previous senior you know absent context or even time or space etc but it's it's kind of an odd you know from a from a sort of ascending nation because that's often the perspective you'd get from um the the host nations in the developing tne economies where it's like well no we, we need it you know it's just a switch right you flick the switch and we suddenly get tne yeah. right and it's like well I mean, yes, in the sense that there'd be a piece of paper that might say T and E on it, but no, in the sense of anything, you know, anything really, really happening. Um, 
yeah, it's kind of an, an unusual, unusual, unusual perspective to to have, and and I I completely agree with you. I mean, it's that that combination of managing expectations and understanding your own value and your own position. I think that then <laughs> increases decreases the prep exploratory time and increases the you know the potential for. I remember. Um, uh, I mean, a long time ago now, for some project or other, creating a flow chart for um, how to, you know, the sort of idiot's guide to T&E and, you know, how to begin. And, you know, if you're looking for this type of partnership and it moved over here and it got to a point where it said, is your primary motivation m- money? And then it literally went, go back to the beginning and start again. Yes. <laughs> like reconsider <laughs> your internal motivations because... Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing we, you know, we, we've talked about branch campuses, we've written about branch campuses, and, and obviously that's the, the, the sort of the highest level of investment of, of T&E. And I mean, the return on that is it's not non-existent, but it's, it's very slow burning. Um, and so absolutely the potential, I guess, when you explain T&E is like, oh, so you're just going to go to another country who's got all these students and um, those students can't necessarily come to your home country for visas or cost or whatever it might be. But there's this huge, you know, untapped market of students. Um, you can have them all. You know, oh, wow. That sounds, yeah. that sounds good. Um, yeah, that no, that, that's, good. That's, not, that's not true or real um, or even, you know, you know, anything other than ludicrous. Um, because if that was true, we'd have a lot more teeny operations in African nations. You know, when you think about the massive youth yes. population, we'd have, you know, a lot more um, uh, feeder institutions. But yeah, TNE is, a, I think, more of an idea sometimes than it is a, you know, a practical. But it's viewed as a practical, you know, income stream or a practical access point. And and the reality is, for many people, TNE is still more expensive than than they can afford. Right? <laughs> it, it might be greater access, but it doesn't mean it's a possible access. And so. I, that's why I really, I was really encouraged and really interested in, in the points you were making of the Bulgaria talk about the variety and diversity, a sort of partnership yeah. and T&E. I mean, because I think that's, you know, one can lead to another. Um, and I think if there's one thing as well that I would want us to try and bring back to wherever we've come from, you know, and that can be anywhere, is that positivity you seem to get in that kind of environment. The fact that, and it, again, it reminds me of, of all of those decades ago talking to this teacher who had been on this uh, training program and she was just buzzing yeah. with, with new things she wanted to do and she didn't feel as though it was, uh, and it, it therefore meant anything negative to the things that she'd been doing in the past. You know, she was just like, oh, there is these great new ideas and these great new opportunities and I want to do these because you know what? My kids in school will love this yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it will be great for them. And and I think if we can, if we can try and retain that, that positivity, you know, that, um, and, and in a sense, that level of urgency that comes with something that you're really excited about. Yeah. Uh, and you don't get it chipped away by by the things that you quite naturally have to do sure. when you're putting anything yeah. in place. Um, but but that you can, you, can, you can take that and channel it so that, um, and as you say, going back to, to, to Vicky and, and Sharon's post, so that it can be actions yeah. and not just words. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I, I'm not sure I like actions, not words, full stop, because otherwise these podcasts would be, I'm not sure where they'd be going, quite frankly, if yeah. we said actions are not words. Yeah. Well, so, we're actively talking. Maybe that, maybe that goes. We, uh, we, yes, I guess. So there you go. There you go. We, we will get to it. We, we'll work it out eventually. Don't worry about it, guys. Um, but, it, but it is, yes, it's just making sure that you can keep things moving mm. quickly enough and swiftly enough. And the, the students and everybody in the process wants that. Obviously, they're telling us they want that anyway. That's yeah. what they're saying. So we just need to try and respond to that as yeah. as well as we can, you know, with, with all of the, the things that we do have to deal with in terms of risk management and compliance and all of those sorts of areas, quality procedures and financial obligations. Yeah. But at the same time, don't lose sight of the fact that there could just be a fantastic opportunity yeah. for individuals here that will change and shape lives forever. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I think there's there's obviously a lot of different ways that this can be can be thought of because we've talked already about the institutional approach, you know, as in I've, I've been away, I come home, I want to try and build a partnership. That naturally requires multiple layers of quality control. And this is the kind of the weird thing mm. about universities that you know, are the the value or the, the credibility or the quality rests on kind of the historical, the legacy, the stability, you know, the quality assurance. And their complaints are often, we're well, not moving fast enough. But if a university's changed every term, it would lose credibility. Like it's, it's kind of a, you know, a weird um, dichotomy. But, you know, coming back as an individual from a conference where you've, you've heard something or you've spoken to somebody or you've seen something or, you know, something that, you know, sparks something, there are so many more avenues to explore that, as you said, you know, create a, to create something. You know, we're running a you know podcast. We we effectively use this to talk about ideas or things we've heard or things we've you know people we've spoken to, and those ideas then might create other ideas. We, we've already referenced two blog posts from two different people or three people, you know, including the the yeah. one from from Vicky and Shirin. You know, there is that outlet where you can. It doesn't have to be, you know, as I had, you know, my my iPad, all these notes of potential journal papers that never went anywhere. You can write a blog post. You can look to do a book chapter. You can look mm. to do something that might then, you know, sort of snowball into a into a little bit, and you know, putting those ideas out. And as you say, you know, with teacher training, you know, I've I've done that. I've come back from conferences frequently and thought, I'm going to try this in my class. You know, I'm not changing the curriculum. I'm I'm not having to deal with quality, but I'm just going to yeah. try this different technique, or I'm just going to try this different example. Might work, might not work. Um, but you know, as you say, it does it does sort of change things I mean, you know and if it works for the students in your class then that's a change that's a positive change right it's it's not wholesale yeah. or curriculum etc but you've done you've done you've done something um i was in a conference i mentioned this before you know um the conference i went to last year um in tokyo it was a really interesting presentation from a, a colleague from a thai university and their president has an inbuilt process where um administrative staff are encouraged to present, develop, and in some cases, you know, research their ideas. So things that they are doing practically on a day-to-day basis. And the presentation that I listened to was about how universities, you know, global high-ranking universities use social media to promote their brand and attract students versus how universities in Thailand do that. And so they, you know, this lady was in marketing and she sort of looked at this and that and she presented it, you know, and, and then talked about the campaign that they were going to do. And you think, that's a positive change that, you know, can be empowering for people who perhaps, yeah. you know, aren't necessarily part of that conversation as much as they, as they should be, mm. but are doing things fundamental 
to the identity, the day-to-day running and the longevity of a university. And yeah, there's, there's, there's stuff going on everywhere that it's just, it's how do we find the time to acknowledge it, support it, develop it, I suppose. Um, yeah, but I always found, I found that, found that very, very interesting. Um, and it was presented in a way that it wasn't academic. It, you know, it was entirely practical. Um, yeah. Because as you say, everybody, you know, everybody is important in this process, you know, in order for us to be doing things, you know, with our partners, with our students, you know, and, and it, it, it takes people across the entire institution and and beyond. And, and therefore, everybody sort of needs to be involved, don't they? But we need to try and probably find better ways of trying to be inclusive with, with, with what we're with what we're doing, you know, and um, and we probably haven't cracked that one yet. <laughs> um, no, no, probably, probably not, um, not entirely. Um, um, so um, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 worthwhile, as you say, you know, and you've said on on several episodes, it's the travel is is massively worthwhile. Um, where appropriate, you know, and, you know, it, you know, et cetera, and, and, and entered into responsibly as, as, as best that we can. And, and that level of responsibility and accountability is to make sure that it's, you know, we're getting as much out of it as we, we can. Even, as you said before, if getting as much out of it means you don't need 10 hours back to back, like that can be building yeah. discussion. So there are ways in which it doesn't have to look like a massively full or completely full agenda, but you can still, you know, develop a lot out of it. So there's that sort of level of, of necessity, but it's it's now, as you said, the ability to marry that with technology, to marry that with understanding, to marry that with awareness. And so, you know, we still have to work out how to capitalize it when we come home because that still has to be factored into, mm-hmm. you know, checkpoints and, you know, processes, et cetera. But um, potentially that means that then there's there's greater appetite to travel because there's greater demonstrable return on travel. And obviously, as, as we've talked about before, that return comes in many, many forms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's then how we communicate what that, those returns exactly. are, what those benefits are, and, and that we don't just... And actually, this, this reminds me of a conversation we had with Vicky Lewis um, a, a, a couple of sessions ago when we were talking about strategies and how we measure strategies. And, and you know, and, and very often we'll look at those numbers won't we so if it's an international strategy it's how many international students have you got coming into these programs or how many students have you got going on these these exchanges and we don't always capture the rich variety of the different ways in which you know one can can have impact across our across our strategic sort of endeavors um and and even if we can't use those as the main measures of of anything you know, strategic um, to at least have them somewhere where we're having that debate and with the, there's an awareness that there are other ways in which these things can have an impact, I think would be really powerful for people. Yeah. And also maybe to also encourage colleagues across the entire institution so that they can see how important they are in a process, that they're not seen as something that blocks something, that's something that we've just simply got to do because mm. we've always got to do it, you know. Um, that they're actually an integral, important and positive part of the process to enable us to go forward. So they're real, 
they help us drive those actions forward. And, and I think that probably could be something that we can therefore wrap up together with how we develop our international strategies for the future and how we measure them and how we evaluate them and how we determine what the impact is. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny because this is, I think this goes back to a lot of the conversations we were having, I think, when we just started to, well, I'm not sure we can pinpoint when we started to write the second book, because I think it bled from the first one into this, but the conversations we were having about, you know, purpose of university and identity and the role of the university within the community and and how, how a university, I don't know, successfully or even adequately explains what it is and what its purpose is and, and what it yeah. gives to and what it takes from the community. And, you know, I, I often wonder, you know, are, are universities as a sort of an organism, are they too complex to do this? Like, are they, are they fighting so... That sounds wrong. They're not fighting battles, but are they engaged in so many different things in the same, you know, process that they just get on with that? But, you know, then there's that, that bit missing between what it does and what it does with the community and, and it sort of fundamentally comes down to just what you said well one thing is doing something the other thing is how do you measure the success of the thing that you've done or the impact because without that you don't actually know if you've done it or not if or if you failed or not um and then how do you how do you communicate that and i guess that's why the teaching yeah. partnerships is is easy right this year we had no students this next year we have 10 okay then tick right that's a that's a exactly um, and it's that yearly yearly basis as well yeah so and and very often we're saying which is then ironic isn't it certainly well certainly if you've you've got any form of an education background that you know if you're talking about different forms of evaluation or assessment or impact (gasps) yes you're naturally all your all of our longitudinal studies you can't fit into an eight month planning cycle you know, so so we, we, we're driven by, by having to report on things in a fixed period of time with an awareness that actually, going back to your point that you made with regard to the branch campuses, for example, you know, that you might do something now and actually nobody will see the real tangible mm. bit down on paper impact and benefits for five or ten years yeah, yeah. or more you know people have left the institutions that are in and and you've almost got to be there for be doing things and with an awareness that possibly in the time that you are at an institution you will not personally witness what that full potential is but uh, that's okay yeah because it will be there and other people will get i guess it's like all of us as well with our with the students that people have had over the years Mm. you know you never really know what kind of impact you may or may not have had one would hope there are positive impacts I remember Andrew Disbury talking about this absolutely when he was you know referring that impact that that you know he hadn't realized it had on somebody until they sort of told him uh, 20 years later yeah you know and you've almost got to hope no is probably a bit too strong a word, but you've almost got to hope that therefore if you're doing things with the best of intentions, the best sort of ways, that actually it will have an impact and it will be positive. Mm. But some things do take longer. Yeah. And so some of the, so you might be going for actions. Um, it might not all be about the words, but actually sometimes the actions can't be within yeah. the space of two or three months. And I think it's that exact point that means universities are comfortable with the absence of immediate action because it's a sense of saying well no 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 
this thing, these, these things take time, right? It's, it's not, yeah. none of this is going to be immediate. What was the, um, I can't remember the exact wording, but you know, you plant seeds now so that you'll, you know, you plant yeah. trees today so your grandchildren uh, will have shade. I, I think that's exactly. probably wrong, but it, the yes. sentiment, um, it's interesting because I mean, obviously there are universities in many parts of the world where, you know, very heavily regulated by ministries. And so therefore actually the reporting and the, the metrics are, mm, not necessarily more or less valuable, but much clearer, right? Because they are they are very yeah. you know, structured um, in the sense, and that's I guess useful to a point. But it's it comes down to that question we've we've sort of bandied back and forth. It's like, well, what's the point of a university? What's its purpose? What's its value? Um, if it's a, a conveyor belt, you know, to bring people in from school and put them out into the workforce, then we measure success by the number in, the number out, and, you know, the, the number of employment, right? It's, uh, but if it's about something more, which obviously we think it should be or, or, or is, in fact, yeah, how do you, how do you measure that? And that's, that's one of those weird things when you're a social scientist. We, like many universities, we have the sort of the brown bag research seminars. Um, so, you know, each month you're, you're listening to somebody from a different, different school or faculty. And then as a social scientist, you, you get up and say, yeah, no, I don't really know about this. And I'm not really sure what's the answer, but these are the kind of things I've been thinking about. And they're like, hang on, last week they gave us a practical solution to a problem. And, yeah, no, yes. we don't, we don't do that so much. <laughs> think, oh, yeah, right. we don't do that so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why so many engineers end up running universities, I guess. Um, uh, but, but, uh, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so, yeah. And I mean, as as we talked about before, the there is the diversity in in the role of the university, isn't it? Because different ones serve different purposes, and and you know we've talked about you know the increase in you know profile for vocational training, and and you know where that can be practical based, and you know we've had conversations about you know the role that vocational training could actually play within T and E, you know, and and how that could be a you know an impact driven, you know, contextually relevant uh, opportunity. So. Although I think we're now moving into 17 other topics that <laughs> you know, are yes, all connected. As, as but... So I guess the <laughs> point is, when do. you go on a conference, you should come back and you should ask Vicky to write a blog about it. I guess that's... that's. I think that's true, actually, yes. Because we, well, we're going to come back from anywhere. We should yeah. just talk to Vicky. Or, or, or come on our podcast and, and talk about it. She should, yeah. she should, yes, she can come back and talk about it. Yeah. But you are off shortly on your travels as well, aren't you? I and am. Hopefully then we will be talking about that on your return we will we will well i certainly hope so yes um um i'm off to off to taiwan um next weekend um to do some visiting lecturing and and student support um and uh under the umbrella of the global classroom which i think is 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 great because uh i've i've done it several times in the past it's been a few years because of obviously the covid interruption um uh, it's a full packed conversation um and it's always massively enlightening um it's really always always a lot of fun because like you i get the opportunity to talk to students um and yeah. so um we'll have a conversation about that and hopefully we'll we'll have a conversation with some of the students and and you know have a you know a greater understanding of their perspectives um but uh yeah th- so this is interesting i think if you come back from something and you've got a lot of energy don't let it go to waste right talk to somebody about it write yeah. it down put it somewhere try it on a small scale um because that energy then it doesn't die, right? That energy goes somewhere else, and and um... absolutely, you know, spread spread that positivity around. If you 
can because there are all, always also days when people don't feel <laughs> so positive about things for whatever reason. And if you've spread a bit of it around there, then somebody else will come up and go, hey, come on. Yeah. You yeah. know, look at these things that we can do. And, and that, you know, that I think that energy and that vitality then sort of seeps into everything, hopefully, that you do, doesn't it? But as you say, the, 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 the great thing and probably now about us when we are traveling, when we are having these experiences, and by traveling, sometimes I can just mean going out, you know, sort of almost hobbit-like, <laughs> going out of your front door. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and just going somewhere else. You don't have to go to Mordor and return a ring, and you know, and all that sort of stuff. But, but you you can you can learn so much from from visiting others, from talking to others, from talking to students, yeah. and and so much about in in and in other institutions. Of course, it's just fascinating. And as we are in, whenever we're talking to our the students who either work with us with our books or on podcasts always you know so delighted to be doing that and um and appreciative of their time and the wisdom that they they share with us um and that's i think probably why a lot of us went in to these <laughs> kind of vocations in the first place mm -hmm. yeah you know? and keep trying to keep that sort of energy i think is something that um you know can only be a benefit to to your teaching, to your research, and to everything that you do, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, that was fun. Um, until next time, I guess. <laughs> until next time.